Wildling Press presents How Do I Book? Welcome to How Do I Book by Wildling Press. We like to chat about book writing, book publishing, book marketing, and of course, book reading. We're trying to help new and experienced authors develop their craft, widen their perspectives, and learn to get a little wild every once in a while. I'm Mary Peyton Crook. I'm Christina Kahn. And I'm Grace Ball. And today we're talking about writing drunk and editing sober. Sounds fun. Sounds really fun. (laughs) Yes. And that does not mean, I'll say from the very beginning, this episode and what we talk about doesn't require alcohol, but we'll get into that. I don't know about you guys, but I've heard this phrase probably from when I started writing, even in like high school, possibly earlier than that, even though it's about being drunk. The phrase, write drunk, edit sober. And I feel like at first when I heard it, it's it's accredited to Ernest Hemingway. Classic. Not a yeah, shocker. So Not a shocker. Like, wouldn't expect anything else from that man. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course. A lot of wild stuff is accredited to him. So, you know, I feel like when I first heard it in high school, you know, you know, I was writing poetry and feeling very dramatic about writing. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. <laughs> and And then I kind of forgot about it for a long time, to be honest. And then was thinking about this topic recently and it really holds up in both a real way if you want to but also like a hypothetical just figuring out how to write how to get your words down on paper this phrase actually really does help yeah i completely agree sometimes the hardest part of writing is really just like putting pen to paper and if you take some of the pressure off of it and just like release those inhibitions you know what i mean it can help you to just take that first step because it can just it can feel like such a big moment to actually start writing a book. It's huge. Yeah. But if you if you're able to just like relax a little bit, loosen up, loosey goosey, <laughs> get started and that can really get you on your way to to having a first draft. Yeah, it's almost like taking a a shot of liquid courage before you go try to talk to some honey at the bar, you know, it's like a similar energy. It's like, well, this will squash my insecurities, at least for the moment. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's more about writing without inhibitions to at least get stuff on the page. And that's something that, you know, I also learned throughout my writing career and writing education was to free write. Mm. Free writing is such a useful tool, even if you're not planning to write about anything at all. It just starts your mind. It starts your pen on paper or your fingers on keys, whatever. Gets you to just release those inhibitions and just get words down on paper. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so hard to just kind of like let your first draft be bad. Mm-hmm. And like that's it has to be. Your first draft's not good. I don't care who you are. It's yeah. not good. Stephen King threw down one of his first drafts of Carrie in the trash can. So... <laughs> It's really hard to just be like, well, I'm just going to write a bad first draft and we'll come back to it later. So I think that liquid or metaphorical courage is something that can help you just be like a little sillier about it. Yeah. And I think I was actually with the two of you at a book festival, the Library of Congress, I think, book festival. 
couple years ago. It was before COVID. Yeah, that was I a think, 2019 we event for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So many people in that, that wow. packed, packed area. Yeah. Oh. Anyways, so we were there and we got to see V.E. Schwab. Yes, our talk. I love her. Yes, she's amazing. Um, she's written so many books. She's she's one of those authors that just puts out a like a, a book every six months or something, it seems prolific. like. Prolific. Yeah, super prolific. And she's been writing for a very long time and she's got a, a really good fandom. But one of the things that she literally said while she was on stage was, you can't write a book right until you write it wrong. Wow. Mm. And I love that because even if I think, hey, this first draft doesn't need to be perfect, I'm still thinking that it needs to be something. There's still pressure there. But she literally said, your first draft will be wrong. And that feels so much more freeing to me for some reason. Yeah. To not only think, hey, it doesn't even need to be baseline good at this (laughs) point. You just need to get it down. It's going to be wrong. It's not going to be your final book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just, I've, I've kept those words with me since then. Yeah. Grace and I used to work with an author who once told us that the key to drafting is to just fart it out. I knew you were going to bring that up. (laughs) Just fart it out. (laughs) Just whatever's inside of you, put it on paper. (laughs) Fart it out. Wow, I hate that, actually. Thank you so much. Thanks. Yeah. Another method, if you don't want to write drunk, and like, wow, what we're definitely not saying is black out (laughs) and get on your computer. (laughs) <laughs> no but like a nice glass of red wine while you're drafting or like a single maybe perhaps two whiskey on the rocks that can be quite liberating but lubricating i'm so sorry is what i meant to say another method if you're not a drinker or you don't prefer to drink while writing like a, a, a method that we've heard of and i i think that you're the one who told me about this grace is that if you and i'm so sorry oh. for what i'm about to say mm-hmm. if you put your manuscript in comic sans <laughs> it seems less threatening <laughs> yeah actually i like that but like yeah. you can you can put it in any font it doesn't have to be comic sans oh my god you could put it in like chiller or like black adder or like one of those like ridiculous you could put it fonts. in um symbols <laughs> no, i'm just kidding put yeah. it in wingdings yeah. yes oh man i did just last week, write a whole Comic Sans slander blog post, and we're going to have an accompanying episode at some point. But that is a really good way to remind yourself that this is something you're doing for yourself. It's not serious yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The final edit is very serious, but the drafting part is fun. It's comical. It's Comic Sans, if you will. <laughs> comical Sans. Comical Sans. Beautiful. There was a... um. I can't remember what author it was that I heard on a radio interview or something. And they said that they only get notebooks that have like ridiculous cartoon covers and things that they don't care about at all. Just something completely goofy. Mm-hmm. Because if they have nice notebooks, which I feel like a lot of authors. We'll do a blog post about that. Us. So true. Yes. <laughs> that is so true. Man, you get this beautiful notebook and you're like, this is it. My masterpiece will be written in here. Years after my death, they're going to repost. I'm holding mine up to the camera. Just the one that was in within <laughs> grabbing distance. There are so many. I could grab probably three right where I am right now. But yeah, there's so much pressure in a nice notebook, especially a nice clean one. And this author, they were just like, I had to just buy the sort of dollar ones that you can get at CVS that literally force you to just release all of that pressure, yeah. you know, like to just stop taking yourself so seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And that works really well for them. Yeah. And the flip side of rate drunk edit sober is like 
Wow, please edit sober. <laughs> yeah, that can be the hardest time to remain sober, but you simply must. <laughs> Drink after. Um, no, a, 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 again, a glass again, of red again. wine while you're editing is fine <laughs> for strength. But the but like it's so much easier to fix something that is broken. Not that your first draft's broken, but it's so much easier to fix something that's not working than it is to do something from scratch, right? Yeah. So that's why you just want to get it out there and then you can go in and fix it Mm -hmm. and another famous and favorite author of mine neil gaiman who is a definition of being prolific he said the process of doing your second draft is the process of making it look like you knew what you were doing all along so even him you know even these famous authors who have written so much throughout their lives you think their first draft must be magical at this point and it starts messy as hell, like all of ours do. So, yeah. but it's in your second draft or your, your, you know, your editing process that you really want to pay attention to your consistency, your intentions, and your Chicago manual style. True. Yeah. And this leads me to like a misconception that I think a lot of authors who are just starting out have. They're like, I wrote my book and now it's time to get it published. And mm. that you're missing like a lot of steps of you making your book better before you send it out into the world. Even if your first draft is strong, even if you got the plot down, maybe you outlined it really clearly and you had a good vision and it is strong, you should still take the time to revise it several times. And every single time you revise your book, you will strengthen it just a little bit or a lot, depending on, you know, how much it needs. It's true. And it's also, that could also be a great time as you're revising to reach out to some beta readers and get some other opinions on the book so that you can have some sort of objectivity as you're going through this process, because it is hard to edit your own work. I mean, you're certainly not an objective person to be doing that, which is why editors are great. But of course, as Christina said, you don't write your first draft and send that to a publisher. You've got to go through it more than once, certainly. Yeah. So yeah, beta readers are a great resource to give you some new and fresh perspectives. Yeah, for sure. I think it really just comes down to taking all of the pressure off the drafting and then remembering to put it back on for the editing. Yeah, I think that the editing would certainly be a sobering experience, but a necessary one. (laughs) Oh, I like that. Sobering. Nice. (laughs) Hopefully, if you're doing it right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's how you book. This episode was written and edited by Mary Peyton Grupp. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Our theme music was produced by Jason Hilton. Please check out the show notes for a link to the accompanying blog post.